Hey, this is Jim. Welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Today's guest, who I'll bring on in just a couple minutes, has a full-time job in the medical field, as does his wife, but they've managed to put a few hundred thousand dollars in the bank last month working in his part-time job, which is building a business on Amazon. He came into our community a few years ago and he's built quite an impressive wholesale and now private label business as well. And you hear me talk about private label sometimes and sometimes not in the most positive way because it's not where you should start if you're new to Amazon selling. 98% of the time, what I just said holds true. If you're new to making money online, you should not be playing with private label. But today's guest, Nick, started off in our community, got into wholesale, slowly built his way into private label very organically, has found some great niche markets, and he's got some very practical tips and strategies to share with us today. He's a very humble guy, quiet guy, very matter of fact, like, yeah, this is what I do. If you're willing to do the work, this stuff works. I love how he presents this as something that, yeah, if someone's ready to go, this you know success isn't going to come and hit you in the face. But if you want to go get some, here's how to do it. And uh, I think he's right. So I'm going to bring our guest on here in just a moment. Before I do that, please let me remind you that if you're watching us on YouTube right now, you can go to silentgym.com and you're going to get all kinds of episodes that aren't on YouTube. Most people consuming this show are not on YouTube. They're listening to our podcast on their favorite podcast listening app. And there's lots of options for you. But no matter where you're listening, we'd sure appreciate you sharing this show with those who could benefit from it. But without any further announcements or delays, I'm going to get Nick on the line now so you can hear his incredible story. Let's go. So Nick, welcome to the show. Hey, Jim. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Looking forward to this one, man. You've got quite a story. Let's dive into it, buddy. I want to hear from you. Yeah. I feel like I've finally made it now that I'm on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't seem real to hear people say that because uh, to me, it's just, you know, business owners hanging out chatting, buddy, but I appreciate the compliment. Yeah. So uh, I feel like my story is kind of boring, really. I mean, I started looking for ways to make money on the internet and, you know, I kind of came across your name on Reddit. From there, it led me to the uh, community. And then, um, you know, I signed up for PAC. Got started with that pretty quick. I started with like retail arbitrage, stuff like that. Sure. When was this? Let's put a timeline. How many months ago? This was in 2018, I believe. Oh, you've been around a while. Yeah. So I've been around a little while. I'm a learner. Because we, we just entered 2021 for the listener's sake. You never know when people are going to listen to this. So yeah, you've been around the community for a while now. Okay. So March 2018, I had my first sale. I started doing retail arbitrage. Uh, that wasn't for me. Didn't really like being in the stores, and the math just didn't add up for you know the time that I was spending there versus you know what I could be making doing call at work because I'm an ultrasound tech by trade. So uh, you know, call is always there. I can always pick up another job or something. But um, so yeah, I, I did the retail arbitrage thing. That wasn't for me. I wanted more consistent like line of products. So then I got into the wholesale, you know, I started researching right away just to throw a few names. I kind of followed the guys like Levi Pendergrass and uh, Zach Martin, I think. Yeah. Great guys in the community. I think they've both been on the podcast at some point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those, those guys were a big inspiration to me. You know, I kind of followed their story on you know, Facebook and I was like, hey, if these guys can do it, I think I can do it too. So I got into wholesale pretty early after that. So March, 2018. And then, you know, that's just kind of where I've been mostly about 99%, well, about 90 this past year. So 2018 did wholesale, 2019 did wholesale. I started the coaching program with you guys with uh, Abe for private label mm-hmm. in August, 2019, I think. So that takes a little bit to get into develop products and stuff like that with private label. Yeah. So, that's really kind of hitting off for me now coming into um, 2021. And know? I think some people will be surprised to know that we do private label coaching because I, I talk it down so often yeah. for new sellers. So they think, well, Jim's anti-private label. Oh, I'm not anti-private label. I'm pro-private label for people who have a little experience under their belt. <laughs> but for yeah. the new seller, man, it's a, it's a minefield. 
and you can spend a lot of money before you make money if you're not doing it right. Um, so yeah, we have some great private label coaches on our team, but we try to talk new sellers out of it. But you already had some significant wholesale success at the experience that you came into the program, it sounds like. so. Yeah. So I had about a year and a half of experience at that point. I already had some ideas of what I wanted to do because you know, wholesale, you're like, this sells and they've discontinued it. So I'm going to make my own, you know? Exactly. You kind of organically, I'm starting to really like that word. You want to get into private label organically, meaning you're already selling some things that are working and you're noticing, wow, it's getting kind of hard to find this item. Well, I can find a manufacturer for that, put my own brand on it. Off you go. Rather than relying on some, you know, $200 a month software tool to tell you what niche is hot, you, you see it on your own data and yeah. dive into it, right? How did, how did you go from wholesale to private label? I'd like to hear the story of that. Like, is there a connection there? Did you find a gap in there somehow? Well, I was listening to one of your podcasts at one point. It was, uh, I think, the one with Dan Miller, where he's talking about education and how you should be, you know, constantly learning. And I was like, man, I'm, I haven't really learned anything. You know, I'm just kind of doing the same thing with the wholesale. So I was like, I need to, you know, add something new to my arsenal, make me a little bit more diverse and maybe take that next level, mm-hmm. you know, sales. So that's when I signed up for the coaching. And, you know, I really wanted to have my own set of products where I could like reliably get them and not be competing with others. And, you know, cause there's still kind of a race to the bottom with some wholesalers, right. You know, they'll sell at bare minimum map pricing when they don't have to. Right. Right. That's how I got into that, you know, just some of the common issues you run into. So I wanted to avoid that. So yeah, I signed up for the coaching and um, it's been pretty awesome, actually. Abe is a magician. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We've got such a great team that can help tackle like pay-per-click issues and marketing and branding and manufacturing contacts and all the things that they don't tell you on the shiny sales pages when someone gets into private label. It really does take relationships. Yeah. I think is what you've probably discovered. Does that resonate with you? It takes relationships to do private label the right way? I feel like it. It's it's definitely more involved than someone may think. It's not just like, you know, you can't just find a, some products you can. I shouldn't say you can't, but you know, most products you have to develop kind of the niche and the keywords and stuff like that. And you have to have solid listings now. You can't just throw up, you know. Right bulletin point and, you know, hope it takes off. So. Right. Right. There's a real skill set involved. Yeah. What niche is your private label product in? I'm curious. I stayed right in the home and kitchen. I don't know anything about like home kitchen or decor or anything like that, but that's kind of where I found my home. So it's not products that really excite me or anything, you know? Right. So you didn't wake up one day uh, after listening to some of those YouTube gurus, you say, find something you're passionate about and find a way to build a business. But you didn't wake up and think, I'm passionate about kitchen accessories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't anything like that. Otherwise, I'd be... How did you first get into that with wholesale? I'm assuming that's where your wholesale kind of sweet spot is as well, right? Yeah. So actually, that was... I think when you go through the pack wholesale uh, videos, that's like where um, they take you first. Yeah. Because it's, it's low-hanging fruit for anyone. there's not much gating going on in that category. No. Yeah. You don't run into a whole lot of issues in that category. So that's, and yeah, it's a huge category too. And I would encourage someone where you're at, Nick, too. I know you said, I don't want to go to retail stores and I get that. I don't like it either. Except when I can go in and walk out with a thousand dollars, that's kind of fun in my pocket, you know? Yeah. That's, you know, and it's not a one-time thousand. It's a new... $200 a month income stream for an hour's worth of work. I find that very rewarding. And I I mean, I just taught a new shopper yesterday how to do what we do. So we're scaling it up. But that's kind of the missing piece of your, maybe the trifecta is you could find replins. In 2018, when you entered our community, it was about scanning barcodes. It's not about that anymore, dude. It's about something. I think you'd truly enjoy going through that You'd have some, um, as you have some more time and think, ah, I want to expand again. The old Dan Miller, like, are you investing in your education? Are you constantly learning, constantly growing? That may feel like a step back, but it's not, trust me. It's a step into something even more secure from my vantage point. Because uh, with a private label product, you could wake up tomorrow and a competitor in China is trying to, to pound you into submission with, a, you know, making it for 10 cents and letting yeah, Amazon. Right? <laughs> like, 
there's some yeah. security in having your own private label, but in another way, it's like the margin monsters are coming if you're making some something successful. Right. With replens, there's no margin monsters because now you're an inch deep, mile wide, and it's all making you 40 to 200% ROI. Selling three of yes. this a month for that, you got your shoppers automated, you got your sourcers automated, you got your packers and preppers automated. So it's not you in retail stores scanning barcodes in the clearance aisle. <laughs> it's that's yes. not what it is. Some people think that's what it is, but it's not. So just as a little encouragement to you and to the listeners too, who may be thinking, oh, I'm not ready for private label. and I don't know anything about wholesale. There's some low hanging yeah. fruit out there for everybody. But I want to hear your story, man. I, I want to hear a little bit more about like, you, know, you said you were a uh, medical tech. What'd you say? I'm an ultrasound tech. By ultrasound tech. You still have that job? Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. It sounds like it's kind of flexible. You book, book when yeah. you're available and... I work um, Monday through Thursday. It's pretty set. Okay. That takes up quite a bit of time. So you're there like at the hospital or on site. Yeah. yeah. So this is a spare time thing for you. Do you mind sharing numbers with us? As far as like... How your business is going. Oh yeah. This past year I cleared, I think it was like 650,000 total sales. Total sales. So what ROI or what profit margin, however you want to couch it. Right around 15, uh, 15 to 20% net, like after everything's paid. That's a nice side gig. (laughs) (laughs) Is it beating your tech salary yet? This year it has. Yeah. Nice. So any plans to to dive with both feet into this world or there's a nice stability to having your foot in both arenas. I'm not trying to talk you into anything. I'm just curious what the plan looks like for the future. Yeah. I don't know. I've thought about that. I like my job. You know, I don't want to say that I don't or anything like that. And I'm kind of needed. I'm not going to talk myself up too much, but I'm an all-star in ultrasounds. <laughs> that was what kind of got me into this is because I, you know, I got all the credentials I could, you know, so, and then I maxed out and I was like, there's nowhere else to go. So I need somewhere else that I can scale. But Man, I love that. If I can probably double, you know, what I make as an ultrasound tech consistently, I'd probably make the switch, you know, sure. but just at some point we just, you know, I had no time left, you know, for family, I would just have to cut back hours. And, and, and tell me about your team. I'm assuming you have a team. You mentioned you got some people from our office on your team, but you know, what's your team look like? I actually don't have a team. It's just me. So doing all the packing, shipping, prepping, and that's probably what's been holding me back the most. Okay. Can I coach you for a second? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Here's a dude putting $400,000 a year in the bank touching box tape in his spare time. (laughs) No, dude, I do the same. I seriously, I do the same thing. I've been at the office, you know, people get sick or whatever. I'm building a team. I've got a team. Yeah. And it's not that, oh, we're too good for box tape now. It's no, I could create a job for 10 or 12 bucks an hour that could potentially change someone's life. Yeah. And they're going to be better at putting tape on boxes than I ever was in about two weeks. Because when I'm doing it, I'm thinking, I don't have time for this. I should be out working on my business, not putting tape on boxes, right? You're thinking that surely the whole time you're putting tape on boxes, you're thinking that, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Get someone else doing that, man. Yeah. Well, that's definitely the route I'm going. And then, um, you know, we have, like we were uh, talking earlier, I have moved to where um, I'm going to start outsourcing some of the warehouse and, you know, my private label brand will go to one of your guys, Nathan. Instead. Yeah. Our coaching director. <laughs> Yeah, we we all wear about thirty hats around here. It's, it's <laughs> last, man. It's a it's a great thing to get into if you're a, a, an easily distracted. I like having multiple projects, kind of, you know. For the people who are like, no, I want to know exactly what I'm going to do mm-hmm. all day, every day, and I want it to be in a pattern, and I want it to be repetitive, and I want to know exactly how I can predict. It doesn't feel like that. Nice. Internet business has a there's always a little curveball, always something changing, always some exciting opportunities, and. Always going to be learning new skills. That's for sure. You've experienced that. Yeah. I love that you're using our team. So what lessons can we pull from your strategy for the listeners? I mean, you've been doing this a while and you may think your story is kind of like, ah, it's every day. But I can tell you if we found a hundred people who are trying to make money online, who are just randomly on the internet, 99 of them would say, I've just been frustrated. I haven't been able to do anything yet. Nothing I've tried works. And here's this guy. He's working full time and putting a couple hundred thousand dollars a year in the bank in his spare time. And the biggest problem he has is he's still touching box tape a few hours a week. Like people would love to be where you're at, man. What do we got to share with those folks? I'm not going to lie. Like the biggest thing I was listening to you at one point, and I think it was a podcast where you're like, hey, sometimes you just got to ask, you know, and see what they say. You know, they can always say no. And so I called up one of my biggest suppliers and I was like, 
can I have a discount if I buy X dollars of stuff? And they're like, no problem. <laughs> Are you sure? Like, it was that easy? <laughs> you know, so, yep. and that just, you know, catapulted me to the next level of. Put some numbers behind that because we're talking about what, a, a five minute phone conversation. Yeah. So with that, oh man, it went from, you know, having just a handful of SKUs to them to where, you know, hundreds or thousands are possible you know, cause it opened up that extra margin in their products. So, you know, instead of making 10% ROI, you know, I was looking at the other guys and I'm like, how are they doing it? And well, they were getting that discount that I wasn't getting. So, you know, that's why my sales jumped from like 250,000 to 600 plus this uh, past year. They opened up their catalog to you and said, yeah. Hey, if, if you're going to be a bulk customer, here's our discount. Here's our discount sheet. Yeah. yeah. Happy to give yeah. it to you because you asked. Had you not asked, they never would have offered. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, <laughs> if you haven't asked, you, you got to talk to them. And now, you know, I talked to one of my reps and, you know, we just chat back and forth here and then, you know, nothing like, you know, everyday thing or whatever, but just, you know, when I go to place an order, you know, we just talk about what's going on in the world and stuff like that. So yeah, it goes back to your relationships of, it's a hundred percent. It's this is a relationship business at all levels. Yeah, you know the, the managers of some of the some of the stores that we frequent. You know we build a relationship with them, and they know who we are, and they see us coming. And when we're checking out, they send a couple people to help. Yeah, you know? and they know we're coming. They save the boxes for us in the back. You know we're the only customer that gets that treatment, but the boxes are saved in the back for us, kind of thing, because of the relationships. The UPS guy, we're one of his favorite stops because we're going to have some cookies or something. You know, you want to be that person in business because those kinds of things, the re, you know, the, you can measure the success of your business from a financial standpoint when compared to the quality of the relationships that you're building because it comes back in little ways. Right. If you'd been a jerk the first few times you'd placed orders with that company, the guy was a day late. You guys are terrible. I want half my money back. You know, if you'd been that guy, yeah, going in asking for a discount, you wouldn't have got it. Yeah. Guy that's kind. Hey, how's life, man? Or one of my favorite questions in business, if you've got someone else who's running a business, and you may have heard me say this before, Nick, as a guy who listens to the podcast, but you always want to be asking fellow business owners, what are you working on? How can I help? Business owners always enjoy that question. They always enjoy sharing. Oh, here's what I'm working on. Here's where I'm stubbing my toe. And the other thing I was going to say was every challenge you have, the answer is a person. That you just haven't met yet. Right. Right. So as you add these people in, and when you and I were talking offline, mm-hmm. you know, the warehousing solution that we're able to bring to you, you don't have to go buy a warehouse. We got extra warehouse shelf space with guys you trust. Yeah. Pay us a little bit. Let's make some money together. Right. What are the lessons? I love that. That's a great one, by the way. I called it a magic superpower in one podcast episode. Pick up the phone. Yeah. I'm the guy that doesn't want to pick up the phone too. Most people don't. It's like, I want to just write an email, send a text or whatever. You know, I'm an introvert. So. (laughs) Right. We all are. The vast majority of us are. You should see us at our events and conferences. Have you been to a conference yet of our community? No, not yet. It's a day one. It's a bunch of people are like, I'm the only one that doesn't belong here. Everyone there is just looking around thinking that. And by the end, it's hugs and handshakes and tears. And like, could we do this three more days? You know, kind of like that summer camp, you know, you know, introverts, all type A personality introverts. A lot of us are anyway. Yeah. Uh, But I call it a magic superpower, picking up the phone and advancing a relationship and putting, in your case, I mean, give me a number. Had you not made that phone call, how much money how much less money would you have right now? How much has that made you? What was the opportunity cost of having not done that? Oh man, I probably would only hit maybe, you know, 350 in sales this past year instead of 600. It's, it had to have doubled my sales this past year. That's incredible. That's a great lesson. How to double your sales in five minutes. Exactly. That's the book. Yeah. <laughs> Pick up the phone and use it for something besides Angry Birds. <laughs> yeah. And now even better, they're, you know, they're letting me special order quantities because there are quantities that run out. And now they're like, hey, you know, you buy too much from us. And I was like, oh boy, they're going to cut me off. This is it. This is what I've been, you know, dreading. But now they're like, hey, yeah, we can uh, special order that for you and we'll give you a bigger discount. And you now you can tell us how much you want. That way you won't run out. I was like, that's phenomenal. So. <laughs> you know what? The next level of a partnership like that, they may or may not be willing to do this for you. But the next level is, hey, instead of shipping it to me, could you guys slap the labels that I send on it to you? Yeah. 
I'll pay you a little bit more, actually. Yeah. They've got the staff slinging tape guns all day and printing labels all day. Why not? Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's next level stuff. You may or may not get a, uh, the answer you want, but what's the worst answer they could give you? Yeah. And there are companies who have reached out and actually just offered that to me where they mm-hmm. sell on Amazon and they're like, hey, we'll label those for you if you want. And I'm like, oh, I'm never giving up my power of labeling. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's I love my there. tape gun. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see your magic tape gun that you're saying it's like Thor's hammer, right? Exactly. You won't, every time you try to throw it, it comes back. Yeah. My wife cringes every time she hears the tape rolling, but you know, she should. <laughs> hey, our wives speak wisdom into our lives. Get rid of that tape gun. That's my challenge for you in 2021. <laughs> yeah. yeah I'm, I'm moving in that direction. I hope. <laughs> Beautiful, man. I love it. It's so funny to me how sometimes the, the, the most obvious next step to all the rest of us is a kind of a hard thing for the person who's in the middle of it. But I would say, just to put some numbers on it, Nick, and maybe you know, we can jump forward in time a year from now and do it. Do it you know, we can come back and do this again. But I would say, if you let go of the tape gun, you're going to double your business. If you don't, you might not. Yeah. That would be my challenge. Simply because you're working in your business instead of on your business. Yeah. Right. At those moments. There's no doubt. And, you know, even with the warehousing, with the space and stuff, it's like you run out of space. You have to, like I got 19 pallets this past week and I only have a two car garage. So my wife is looking at me like, where's that all going to fit? And, you know, I'm really good at Tetris because I made it fit. When do I get my house back? I love it. Yeah. You you pick up those Tetris skills early in this business, don't you? (laughs) Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to move away from that. And yeah, private label, you can have them put labels on before they ship it to you. So that's my goal for 2021 is to, you know, try to get rid of a lot of that work. Cause I mean, I have so many ideas and stuff in private label. And, you know, maybe someone will do this before I do, or, you know, you can move away from that, or you can avoid the trap that I fall into. Cause you know, like you said, you just get stuck doing it, but um, yeah, I mean, you have so many ideas and you can't take advantage of it or something else suffers. You know, I can't, you know, tweak my ads because I'm putting tape on boxes and receiving packages and stuff like that. And it all adds up. I mean, you can't research at that point if you're putting it on. So that has definitely, you know, been a challenge for me to to let that go. You've heard me say before, and I'm not just pounding on you today. You're my punching bag, it feels like right oh, now. That's but fine. This is for everybody. <laughs> this is for me. This is for me. The journey of building a business is always identifying those things that could be getting done by someone else. And the way I say that is only do the things that only you can do. And in that phrase, if you get any of the words wrong, you completely completely change the meaning. I've heard people try to say that quote and they, they mess it up in little ways that changes the meaning completely. So it's very important you get all the words in the right order. Only do the things that only you can do. That's the goal. You don't start off there. You start off wearing every hat. You take out the trash, you clean the toilet, you put the tape on the boxes, you source, you shop, you prep, you adjust your ads. But are you the only one that could be doing it? Once you start making money and you, your first hire is someone else who's helping you make money. Your first hire isn't necessarily putting someone putting tape on boxes. Your first hire, Nick, should be someone who's putting more money in the bank because you're showing them how you do what you do. Right. You're never going to have a late shipment again because they're watching the numbers and make they're ordering it on time, not two weeks too late. Right. That's the person you bring in, the person who's putting money in the bank. And then once you've got that extra margin, then you start looking at your business saying, Am I the only one that could be doing this right now? The answer is no. Who should be doing this right now? Who do I go grab that can do this? And after doing that over a long period of time, what you end up with is you're a business owner. You own an asset. Yeah. Because there's very little that couldn't actually be done by someone else. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, there's only that skill set of probably private label, but even then you can outsource it. You can teach people how to, you know, look through your catalog and say, which products are doing well, which ones can we find that we can private? Absolutely. You meet with them once a week. What ideas do you guys have? Let's put it through our proven funnel of, you know, ideas that work and don't work. Let's test five to 10 units, share the profit with those people. And I trained a shopper last night. Am I the only one that could train a shopper in my organization? No, I'm not. I did it. It could be argued. Hey, Jim, why are you doing stuff? Other people could do it. So it's not like I've completely perfected the, my own lesson of only do the things that only you can do. But 
I put a profit incentive in front of everybody in our organization at all times. If you bring us more margin, we're going to reward you for it. With that profit incentive in place, the right people rise to the top and they're helping you build and they're identifying private label products because they know if they bring you new margin, they're going to get 20, 30% of it. So that's the way. It, so yeah, you need, to, you need to drop the tape gun and build a team, man. That's my advice. Yeah, yeah. And I bet your wife would be right here going, yeah, 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 preach. <laughs> yeah, she said she's going to watch it later, so. Oh, you're in trouble. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that gym guy's so smart. Yes, lose the tape gun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now she's going to be telling me every time in, in the garage packing, she's going to be like, he told you to stop doing this. <laughs> it's funny. I've used that as an example. I mean, there's a hundred examples I could be using for, you know, this basically the 10, $12 hour work that we fall, or fall into. And we'll do it when we have to. It's not that we're too good. We'll pitch in if we got to get the stuff out the door. I've done that many times, but it's you're not building a business if you're doing $10, $12 an hour labor in support of your business. You're not building an asset. It's a profitable hobby. You're getting paid hourly to do you know, some work that's got to be done. Yeah. You're not building a business though uh, if, if, until you lose those things. But I... You know, holiday this past holiday, I was slinging boxes, and I've been the main shopper for our business for the past several weeks because of sicknesses, and you know, people are nervous to go to the stores yeah. and things like that. You know, so finally getting their, that part of my business ramped up and getting it off my desk. So you're the default at the end of the day, but you don't want to stay there. I know I've got to make the move to you know get to the next level, and there are other guys that I watch that you know I think uh, Rich Otter, that's another guy I take inspiration from, and I'm like, you got to kind of model your business after, you know, people who are already doing it. It's like, you know, so that's, there's always someone who's further down the road than you are. Yeah. And you got to set your pride aside and say, Hey, teach me. <laughs> and yeah. I get to do that all the time. I'm sure. Everyone's very clear on the fact that I'm far from the smartest guy in the room. 98% of the time in this community, you know, there's a rare occasion where I'm with a bunch of newbies who really clueless newbies have been misinformed. Yeah. I'm the smartest guy in the room on business on those occasions. But for the vast majority of the time, people on our team, I'm learning constantly. And uh, you've, you've got to set aside your pride to ask those questions though. Because when you become a leader, one of the temptations is, well, I can't be the guy asking questions. I got to be the guy delivering knowledge. I just come right in and say, hey, I'm not the guy that's going to deliver knowledge. In this room, there's people vastly more experienced in different areas of this business than I am. I've been doing it longer. So I've got some instincts, maybe everyone else doesn't have, but being able to call up a rich or call our coaching director, Nathan, Hey, I've got this challenge. What can I do? Um, so you got to have that humility to do it. Well, let's get another lesson or two, man. I, I love your first one. Pick up the phone. Anything else come to mind that, that you could maybe get some people who are in that group of 90% that want to make money online and haven't yet? Like, What would you tell them? How would you encourage them? One of the bigger lessons too is, uh, like I mentioned earlier, it's like, don't be afraid to invest in yourself and learning new skills. And if it takes paying someone to do that, I mean, that's what you have to do. It's it's kind of like going to school, but cooler. I mean, because, you know, this stuff is scalable. And it's like, you know, it may take you a year to figure out, you know, these, I may still never have figured out private label without, you know, my coach showing me the way. And he's done it hundreds of times already. So it only makes sense to pay them. And then, you know, because you don't have those products that don't work out or you hope to not have them as frequently, you know, because you you know have that knowledge and they can, you know, pass those lessons along to you. So that's definitely a big one. It's like, and I'm now I'm constantly now looking for like new things to add to, you know. Yeah. I think, I think one of the quotes from Dan, you referenced that podcast episode. I may put it in the show notes if I could find it, but you know, we're, we're getting the gist of it here. And the most valuable investment you can ever possibly make is in your own education, into yourself on stuff that propels you forward. And when I say invest in education, I'm not necessarily talking about getting some liberal arts degree. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that to me is not investing in education that's going to take you where you want to go in life and business. There's several degrees out there. That like, what do you do with that? I'm talking about someone who's further down the road than you are doing something that you'd like to be doing and saying, hey, I'm a serious student and here's proof that I'm serious. Mm -hmm. We call it cash. I want to learn what you know and you know that that's going to pay off for you. It's an investment. Yeah. True investment that's going to have a return. Not just going into debt, being told what books to read. You're doing life with a coach who's taking you on a journey 
very yeah. different experience. So education, there's, it can be used many different ways. I'm pro-education, but there's a whole lot of things called education that aren't education. It's being told what books to read by someone who doesn't care about you. And that's not education. Yeah, exactly. It goes back to, you know, because I'm an ultrasound tech, like I mentioned, and you learn from someone who knows how to do ultrasound. I mean, they hand you the probe and say, this is how you do it. And, you know, they watch you and guide you. So, I mean, it's the same thing. Don't be afraid to, you know, find someone and, you know, you're probably going to have to pay them because, you know, our time isn't free. You know, we can't, you know, help everyone. So, I mean, you have to invest a couple bucks, you know. To- well, having been, I'm in the education industry, you know, that's what we do. And yeah. There's a very easy way to tell right out of the gate who your serious students are and who the ones who are probably going to be doing something different six months from now. It's easy to tell. Yeah. The ones that open their wallet are among the serious. And the ones who won't aren't. <laughs> yeah. That's how we assign value to anything. Is are we willing, you know, that's what value is in our culture, how we measure the value of something, the money. If you want to know who sees the most value in something, put it up for auction to find out real fast. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. So you if you're not willing to pay, that tells me you're not serious. One of the things that I like to do, Nick, for example, when someone I get I get this call or text or email several times per month now that we're succeeding and you know, we've got a reputation of teaching people how to do internet business, they'll say, and you'll, you've probably had this happen to you, Nick, but hey, could I pick your brain? I just want to get together and pick your brain. I'm thinking about doing some internet stuff. I want to, I want to sit down and ask you a bunch of questions. Best answer that I've ever had is, here's a book. It's great if it's your own book. It could be someone else's book. Read this book. And when you're done, read this next book. A month from now, three months from now, get back to me with a list of the 10 things you learned and, and a handful of questions that you want to ask me. And do you know how many people have taken me up on that after doing that for 15, 18 years? Probably not many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the people who come and say, I've read those great books already. Yeah, I've never met you before, but I read the yeah. books you told me about. I've listened to your podcast. I'm ready to jump into coaching right now. It's like, all right, let's go. You're a serious student. You've, you've paid attention to the details. You've done your homework. You've been around a while. You're ready to go. Let's go. You're not coming yeah. to me saying, hey, can I go for free, pick your brain for two and a half hours and then follow up with a bunch of other meetings that leads mm-hmm. to nothing with random questions that tell me that you haven't paid attention to anything I've been trying to say for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't have time for that. Sorry. Yeah. Have you had that experience? People wanting to pick your brain? Oh yeah. I've got people who, you know, will, I mean, and just people that know that I sell on Amazon, they're like, Hey, maybe I'll try that Amazon thing. And I'm like, yeah, you're never going to make it with that attitude. Exactly. You can tell by the way they ask the question. Yeah. (laughs) You're not serious. You know, I have family. I'm like, I will show you guys how to do this. I was like, I know how to do, you know, the the replens, you know, because I've seen those types of trainings. I was like, I can teach you to find wholesale suppliers. Like, I will help you for free. You don't have to pay me anything. You're my brother or whatever. And it's like, nah, people don't value free stuff. So they don't. Yeah. If they valued it, the money would be there because that's the proof that they value it. Right? Yeah. So I, I have nothing against sharing. I mean, I'll, I'll talk to people in the store or, you know, at a conference. They, they don't know that this is what it is. So what do you do? Like, oh, I sell on Amazon. Oh, I've always wondered about that. I have a few questions. Okay, yeah, I'll take a few minutes and share. It's not like I'm too good to share. No. I know I'm throwing seeds on the cement. It's like, it doesn't, it's like, it's just one of another 50 things they're thinking about doing with their life. You're not going to dive three hours deep into this conversation. I need to know that you're serious. And if I know you're serious, well, you're going to put some money into it and off we go. Yeah. Right. That's your ticket in. Yeah. And I've seen experts come and go who say, I just teach this for free. It's my passion. I love teaching it for free. Well, about six months in, they're burnt out and frustrated because oh, for sure. they've got an audience of people that if you ask for 50 cents, they freak out and run the other direction screaming. Mm-hmm. but they expect to get all the services and all the knowledge. Like, you can't do that. It's equivalent to walking down the street, tossing $100 bills to everybody. You're helping people, aren't you? Yeah, that's awesome. But you're also broke and you have no plan for your life about three days in after doing that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, another thing is, you know, people always say it, but it's like, take action. You know, I joined up with, um, well, I read another book and, they were saying, well, you got to build an audience. And you have talked about building an audience too. Sure. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. That scares me. And it's like things like that, that I don't want to do that. Like, well, 
you know, like I've never packed a pallet before and I'm like, oh my gosh, that scares me. I'm going to have to wrap it up. So it's, everything goes through UPS. And that's another challenge I have for myself is to like pack a pallet or have someone else do it for me or whatever. But um, yeah, so I started building an audience and you just have to go for it. I mean, I started three weeks ago and I have 5,000 followers already in my uh, Facebook group for my, my brand. My guess is uh, Abe helped you a little bit there. Yeah. <laughs> we got some cool training coming uh, yeah. on that topic of, you know, especially for people who are trying to build a niche or build an audience and some, some things that, the, that, that Jonathan Bricker and Abe, two great guys in our community are working yes. on. They're proving it out over and over and over again. And we're about to roll it out as a program that uh, folks can participate in. I love that you brought that up. I didn't realize you were, you were working with them on that. So talk me through that a little bit without giving away your niche, but what are you guys doing just from a 10,000 foot view? You know, we don't have to get into the weeds. You know, I haven't set up a lot of their, you know, cause they have, yeah, they have that whole method and I haven't like touched that yet. The thing that scared me the most was setting up a page. I was like, Oh my gosh, I don't know how to set up a page on Facebook. And I was like, I Google it. (laughs) I just won't do it. And then I Googled it and they're like, you can set it up through your own account. It's like three buttons and you're done. So I did that. Right. And then, you know, the next thing was just run a couple ads. And I thought of a clever slogan for my brand. And, you know, I threw it up there. And now the biggest problem I have is I don't have enough products to sell these people. You know, they're asking my website. And I'm like, I don't have a website yet. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, I'll, I'll get back to you. I promise. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a whole nother adventure. And I can't tell you that. I've got, I tend to keep this book handy. I'm going to recommend a book for you. I don't know if you've read it yet or not, but to the listeners too, I'm holding it up. For those of you who are watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see this, but the listeners, I'm actually, I'm holding up a book right now. Have you read this book yet by any chance? I think I have listened to nearly most of it. I don't read books in the Audible, but same. (laughs) It's Business Secrets from the Bible with my buddy, Daniel Lapp. And one of the lessons that he pounds into your head is to succeed in business is to succeed in leadership. The rules are the same. I've kind of developed this. When I talk about it, I say, you know, the rules for success in relationships, in in business, in health, in money, all the same. Spiritual health, all the rules are exactly the same in each arena. It's you got to be other oriented, and you got to be afraid to step out ahead of where other people are. And you're gonna have a lot of people saying, "Hey, how'd you do that?" And you got to be willing to to bring them along, the ones who are are worthy of your time and attention. A lot of people won't be. It's not that some people are terrible people. It's like, it's not the right place, right time. I'm not the right teacher, right? For everyone, but for those right people. So you got to be willing to lead is the point I'm making. If you're going to succeed, it's a leadership journey in all areas. And he talks about how to become that leader. And you know, one of those things is you're, you're going to have an audience. You're going to have people, whether you know it or not. I'm not talking about social media likes and followers necessarily, although that's a beautiful tool that's available to us now. So why not take advantage of it? But the people who are looking at your life saying, I'm here and I don't like where here is. He's there. I'd rather be there. Can you help me? You, want, you need to have an answer for those people. Maybe it's just recommending good books that other people have written, but you need to have an answer for those people because that, you know, that's where we start to truly have an impact and others will be saying one day, that Nick guy is the one that got me on the road. And there's nothing more rewarding than that, right? Yeah. Hopefully some people will be inspired and stuff. Because I know I was, you know, without listening to the podcasts and stuff, you know, I probably, that, you know, I can contribute a lot to that too. Just, you know, having people who have done it, you know, further down the road, you can look at them and say, I can be like that. And I'll, I'll tell you from this podcast, you'll experience this now, Nick being on this podcast, it's not going to be a wave of people that send you Christmas cards now or anything like that, but you'll go to events or you'll, you'll be somewhere. Someone will see you or recognize you or say something like, man, that episode that you did with Jim back in January of 2021 on, on his podcast, I don't remember what it was called, but I started kind of following you on Facebook a little bit and man, you inspire me. Like, how do you do that? That's just so awesome. And you've got a decision to make. Is it going to, am I just going to make life about me and my family and me, us getting what we want? Or am I going to help lead other people into a better life? Do I need, I want to have an answer for that. And that's the leadership journey. And that's what happened to me very organically. I started succeeding on eBay 20 plus years ago, selling stuff on the weekends. That extra 500 bucks a week had my friends and their friends going, wow, that's kind of cool. Play on the internet for a couple hours a week and you're making an extra 500 bucks. How can I do that? 
Yeah. And instead of answering people over and over and over again on the phone and an email, I'm like, I'm just going to write it all down. First version of a silent sales machine, a weekend project 20 plus years ago, right? And yeah. here we are. Uh, and, and the reason I keep doing this is because that's the most rewarding part of what I do is seeing other people's, you know, their family is able to be together and they're able to pay their mortgage and have free time and take trips and be financially independent because of advice that I compiled together. Like, yeah. That's pretty rewarding stuff. So I'd encourage you, Nick, and the other listeners too, along those lines. Uh, but you're going to have people coming up to you and saying those kind of things. And it's kind of addictive, you know, like, hey, I actually <laughs> helped somebody, you know, you're an ultrasound tech, you know, that's, that's helping people with their health for a living and help with their, with their, their financial and emotional and even spiritual health as they, as they get their finances under control, right? Yeah. So what are the tips, man? I, I think you're kind of downplaying the value of the experience that you have. We're both considered very successful financially at the level that we're at. There's a lot of people out there who are struggling with fraction of the resources that we have. How can they get from where they are to where we are? That's the question they're asking. And you've got a lot of valuable advice and information so far. What else is popping in your head? Well, I mean, if you're like hesitant about getting started, you shouldn't be. First of all, Jim here offers a money-back guarantee on his PAC course, or at least he did at the time when I signed up. You still do, right? Yep. It's, it, we say 30 days, but we refuse to leave anybody unhappy. So it we'll, doesn't matter how long you hold on to our stuff. We're going to get you happy. I mean, there's that. And then you can always find capital somewhere. You don't need, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to get started. I started with, you know, I do well in my own career and my wife is a pharmacist. So you can, you know, use that against me, I guess. But <laughs> she was in school at the time. I had a bunch of student debt. So I started with $5,000, you know, and, and I haven't put much else into it since then. It's just all, you know, reinvested. I just mm-hmm anything out of it. And you can get, you know, many times that on a zero interest credit card or whatever. And I know some people don't want to use debt and you have to be very careful with it, but there are ways to get capital. So you shouldn't, you know, let that stop you, you know, and there are people who, you know, once you start selling, they may want to invest in you and say, Hey, let's, you know, can I have some of the profit and I'll give you the capital for it. And there's also that. There's a name for that process. It's called Capitalism. Exactly. (laughs) That's what built this country. The greatest economy in the history of the planet is built on capitalism. Hey, you've got an idea that works, but you need the money. Here's some of my money. That doesn't actually happen in socialist nations. It's illegal activity. Capitalism is when we invest in other people and and we take that risk together. It's a biblical concept to reference my buddy Daniel Lappin's book again, the difference between gambling and investing. Have you ever heard that before, Nick? It's been a while since I shared this. Do you know what the difference between a gamble and an investment is? Have you ever heard that before? I don't think so. If I'm gambling, I go to a casino, I'm bringing my money in, I'm betting it all on red. Like, you know, Fred Smith did that to save FedEx at one point, right? Like he couldn't meet payroll, so he took all the money. He was either going to go under that day or he was going to, you know, save his company and continue forward. But when I gamble, there's always a winner and a loser. Right? Yeah. Like if we're sit down and play poker, one of us is walking home happy that night, one of us is walking walking home sad that night. Now we may still be buddies, but our, our relationship, if we're honest, is kind of taking a bit of a hit. If you take me to the cleaners, like I used to like him more than I do now. Right. Our relationship taking a hit. Well, if you look at it from the prism of a biblical standpoint, business was given to us to enhance relationships, meaning we're either going to succeed together or fail together. The relationship stays intact though. So capitalism is built on, okay, some of your money, some of my effort, we're in this together. You're cheering for me, I'm cheering for you. We both want this thing to work out. If it works out, we maintain our relationship and it's based on integrity and honesty and then it works out, that's beautiful. If we maintain our integrity and honesty and we both kind of fail together, that's okay. We did it together as opposed to one of us is gonna win big and one of us is gonna lose big. Right. Never between gambling and investing, right? Yeah. Uh, and that's why one of them is a biblically endorsed activity and the other is considered something you should never do. <laughs> right. I love that. I love that. So yeah, but you can make a great point. If you're lacking capital, there's plenty of people. If you prove you've got a process and a system, the money will find you. Yeah. And when you're starting out too, I mean, inch deep, mile wide, you know, I had up to a thousand SKUs at one point. And then you just start to wind it down. You know, what's winning, what's losing, what's staying in the warehouse too long. And uh, you get rid of those. And I mean, I've made the mistake of 
looking at the charts and saying, this is going to sell. I know it's going to sell. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you dump a thousand dollars into this one product and it does not sell at all. Right. Someone's got the buy box and you can't get it for whatever reason. And by the time you do, it's tanked in price. So <laughs> that's, I love that you went there, you know, yeah. because at that point you're thinking, man, I wish I'd have tested this for 20, 50 bucks instead of a <laughs> thousand. Yeah. And the next time that's what you do. Yeah. Right. But what do you do with that product? Thousand dollars of product you just couldn't sell. Let's let's talk. You know, what's the dirty little underbelly of this uh, this whole operation? You know, what do you do with that stuff? Yeah, I mean, don't think that I've I win all the time because I have taken my losses. Like I said, so of course. I mean, you just you know you sell and you get back what you can get. I mean, it's better than you know disposing it and losing all your capital. But you know, if I lose a couple bucks on it versus all my investment, I take that lesson and I say. I can do that again, or I've bought hazmat stuff and I can't sell hazmat. So I didn't know you can't sell like markers, you know, without being approved and stuff like that. So, right. You're not hazmat approved yet. That'd be a good one to get. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, they haven't approved me yet. But. Yeah. You keep stay after that one. And for the listeners too, stay after that one. That is a gold mine. Yes. You got to be a little more careful. You got to make sure nothing's getting spilled and, you know, Amazon gets unhappy when, you know, bleach explodes on the floor of one of their warehouses. You know, but, you got to pursue that one because there's gold everywhere in that niche. Wow. Yeah. I'll have to look back into that then. Sure. It kind of comes in waves where they're real friendly and they'll approve people. There's a little test you got to take, but it's worth pursuing for sure. Yeah. I mean, there's that. And, you know, there's, you said it before, there's always solutions to everything. Everyone's going to run into problems on Amazon. You know, I thought doing wholesale, you're never going to run into any of those trademark infringements or anything like that. And guess what? You do. You do. So, I mean, someone may buy the trademark and you don't know about it. And Amazon's saying, hey, you're selling counterfeit goods. And I'm like, wait a second, I have a letter from the wholesaler that says I can't. And they're like, well, they don't own that trademark. So, right. I mean, you'll run into things like that. So don't be discouraged. I mean, you know, I've run into my fair share of problems. There's always a way around it. Yeah. What we say around here, we challenge each other frequently. Nathan and I have been doing this for a while now with our coaching program and the different things we run into with students who call us and you know, maybe a good chance to plug the coaching, jimcockramcoaching.com. But we have students we've had for 15 years and their coaching contract ended you know, over a decade ago. We, you know, we went through the sessions that they paid for and they would, they're doing their business, but they'll call us up and they've hit a snag. And it's kind of like being a Marine. Once you're a coaching student, you're always a coaching student, right? Like you're so call us up. We're here for you. But they'll have a challenge. And one of the things that we say around here, Nick, is there's always multiple solutions to any challenge you're encountering. And if you can't come up with those multiple solutions, because you haven't talked to the right people yet. You haven't gotten the right people involved in helping you think it through. There's multiple solutions to go forward in every situation. Because we've seen literally every way you can crash, burn, bump your head, stub your toe in this business. And we've seen it before. Better yet, We've helped 20 people get through that exact scenario at this point with thousands of students. The only problem is the one that you don't bring to the right creative people to help you think it through. That's the only problem that can kill you in this business is the one that, you, that your ego convinced you you're the only one that can deal with it instead of asking for the help that you need. I think that's the power of our community too, which is smarter than any of us. You, you post something out there, you think you got everyone stumped and you get up the next morning, you got five creative answers right there in your inbox. Yeah. Or man, that search menu in the uh, Facebook group, that's another little gold nugget. That thing is gold because anything that you want to know, you know, and then if you can't find it, you know, then you can ask someone, but there's probably five people who have already asked that same question, you know, and gotten the answer. So that's... Yeah. Do you think we overcharge for that group? Is it too expensive? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. People charge hundreds of dollars for groups like that. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if we could create a product just out of, I think if we did this right now and said, okay, it's a hundred dollars a month just to access that Facebook group, we'd lose some people. We'd have a ton of people go, I'm not letting go of this thing. Are you kidding me? It's a gold mine, like you just said, but it's free. For and sure. we fully intend to keep it that way. It's just a crow, 62,000 plus people and rising rapidly. Uh, lots of success to share. And yeah. Thanks for mentioning it. Yeah. The, the search feature is extremely powerful. You're right. It's a great way to use the group. Yeah. And you've, you're putting together a nice little special report of uh, tips from a guy who knows what he's doing here. I like it. <laughs> 
Anything else come to mind? I'm not to put pressure on you. This has been a great episode, but any maybe some final comments as we start to land this episode? Because I, again, man, you strike me as a guy who's kind of downplaying the wealth of knowledge that you have based on what you've been through. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, after doing it for a while, I guess you just, you know, it's just like you said, it's day in and day out. And, yeah. You know, I'm just obsessed with, you know, the business and, you know, making it grow and stuff like that. So, you know, I'm not going to quit. You know, I'm always going to find a way around it. But I mean, it goes back to the whole take action. Like you got to take action if you want to get started. Like don't look at the course and then set it aside for a week. It's like, look at the course and then go scan some replens today. You know, make a plan, set goals and, you know, go after it. Keep learning. You know, I listen to tons of books while I'm doing my packing thing. But, you know, I get to learn while I'm doing that. So. I mean, those are just the things that have helped me. And those are, you know. That's phenomenal. I'd love the guys in our community. You, you remind me a little bit. You know who J.R. Cagle is? You know the guy in our community? Yeah. You guys yeah. have a similar personality because he'll talk about, uh, he'll talk about, and he uses one retail store. His entire, like 85% of his business is from one retail store. And he hits that same store with his team of three people. And he just talked like, yeah, you know, we made about 1.4 million and yeah, we've got our routine and we know when the sales are and you know, it's like, yeah, that's what we do. And I play tennis and <laughs> like, <laughs> you got to remember 80% of our culture is out there saying, I hate what I do for a living. I can someone please give me something better than this. And so they're here. It's almost like, you can be that nonchalant about achieving this dream that most people will never think is completely unachievable. Uh, and like, yeah, that's what I do. I, you could do it too. You want me to show you how? You know, let's take the proven Amazon course. It's not not rocket science. <laughs> Some people get on there all excited, and you know, but I love the guys. It's like real level, and like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of matter of fact. Are you are you, are you ready to do the work? Like, success isn't something that's going to happen to you, but if you're ready to do the work, it's the opportunities there. And the way you put it, Nick, is going to really resonate with someone out there who's saying to themselves, "Man, I'm done with all these hypey pitches and." He's like, yeah, you know, I got some spare time. I work full time, med tech, smart guy, you know, but he makes it sound so simple. I think I could take a shot at that, that, you know, they didn't show any, you know, pricey sports cars or stacks of cash, but this seems to be legit. So I love it, man. You've got a leadership quality that's specialty. I can't wait to see where you're going next. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I'm super excited. See what, uh, what we can pull off in 2021, I guess. By sure. And what's your wife's name? I didn't catch that at any point. Uh, Taylor. Taylor. All right. Taylor, hide the tape guns, man. See how he copes. Make him, <laughs> make him figure that out. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And Taylor, by the way, thank you for loaning Nick to us. It's been beautiful uh, getting to know him a little bit and the listeners are sure going to benefit as well. So thank you for loaning him to us for a bit here. But all right, Nick, I, I think this has been a great episode, man. Unless you got anything you want to tuck in here right at the end, man, I'm going to talk to the listeners for a second. No, I don't think so. All right, cool. Well, you've been a phenomenal guest and I appreciate hanging out with you and getting to know you a little bit. And for the listener's sake, thank you for giving us some of your most valuable asset, which is your time. We're truly appreciative of that and honored by that. And if you want to hear more of these great episodes, one thing you should know is if you're watching us on YouTube, actually, most of our episodes aren't on YouTube. They're audio only at silentgym.com. But no matter where you're listening or watching, at least give us a thumbs up or a heart or a like. Share the link, silentgym.com, with someone that you think could benefit from this episode. We'd sure appreciate that because we have a $0 marketing budget for this show. And the only way word spreads is if you tell some people about it. And we're not charging any money. So that's kind of how you could pay us back today. Share this link with a few people if you don't mind. We'd sure appreciate that. But God bless all the business building warriors out there. To Nick and his wife, Taylor, who's going to hide the tape guns. Thank you so much for joining us today on this episode and that we'll have another great one for you again real soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit silentgym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.